Oh my god, look at these sweet new recording levels. Oh, oh my god. So oh my god. <laughs> oh my We've been god. doing this podcast for how long and Dan just figured out how to set his recording. Oh levels. god. No, 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 no. Our listeners no. are going to be thought so that was, We've made progress. I thought that was normal. We've made progress. New year, was new me. Doing that. Like I thought it was normal <laughs> that it was auto-adjusting. Hey, maybe the listeners will be able to hear you in their car this <gasps> week. Maybe. That'll be exciting. That's a special 2017 treat for everyone. See, it's not all bad. Happy New Year. What, what? Hey everyone, and welcome to episode 60 of the podcast of Nonsensical Gamers. My name is Matt, and joining me on the cast today, my two wonderful co-hosts. First up, Miss Tiffany B. Hello. And back, and louder, and clearer than ever, it's Dan. Ladies. I don't know if it's clear. I mean, that that one kind of hit the ones, but (laughs) we'll see. Could you hear that in your car, listener? You're welcome. After 60-some episodes, I decided I'd give a a shit, sort of. (laughs) Well, everyone, thank you again for joining us. If you don't know who we are or where to find us, you can always do so on Facebook.com slash The League of Nonsensical Gamers. You can always shoot us an email at podcast at nonsensicalgamers.com. Join us over on BGG Guild number 2077 or go to guild.nonsensicalgamers.com or find us on places like Twitter and Instagram. And before we get started with what we're going to do here on episode 60, let's give a shout out to our wonderful sponsor, Tasty Minstrel Games. You can check them out at playtmg.com. Today is our nonsensical yearbook for 2016, something that we've done a couple years in a row now. We're going to change it up a little bit, but this entire episode will be dedicated to chatting about the best games and... I guess the worst game in one of our categories of the the recent year. So, without further ado, I feel like we should just jump in. We've got 10 categories that we're going to try to get through in a timely fashion. And this time we're going to do things a little bit differently. Instead of giving our individual picks, we have kind of amassed all of the games that fit within a category. And we're going to do a little discussion, a little conversation to see if we can whittle down what we as a group think were the best in each category. So, without further ado, let's jump into the 2016 Nonsensical Yearbook. Dan, what's our first category? I don't know. I've got to pull up my show notes. <laughs> Tiff, what's our were... first category? Um, first category, best personality, obviously, which is our best game theme. And not necessarily best thematic game, because then Tiff and I wouldn't have anything to talk about. It would just be Matt rambling on about FFG for about an hour. That's true. I like thematic games. That's true. I'm okay with that. I do too. Well, this is Euro Ameritrash filler family game. It does not matter. This is the best theme placed on a game from 2016. And we have a whole list of nominees. We have Scythe, Star Wars Rebellion, the Arkham Horror LCG, Millennium Blades, Swing and Jive Cat Voodoo Lounge. Defenders of the Last Stand, Agility, Papa Paolo, Oi Eri, You're a Wizard, which is the 
Harry Potter deck building game Battle for Hogwarts, and Captain Sonar. So, with that list on hand, I feel like it's probably easiest to cut a few of these out. So what themes were we not really feeling, or... If you've got one that you think should win, if you just want well, to come out of the, the gates. I think the obvious ones to get rid of are the easy, like Arkham Horror and Star Wars. Like, that's so, it's been done. How can it be the best? I will, I will argue it's in defense of Rebellion. Fruit. Fruit. I will argue in defense of Rebellion. Um, I can't argue for Arkham Horror because they all are crap. But um, although the LCG is probably the best Arkham-related game I've played. Um but when the scale is one to two. <laughs> um. But when we're talking about best theme in a game, yeah, shouldn't well, novelty yeah. come into play? Yeah, but Star Wars Rebellion, it gives you the feel of the movie so much. And it twists it into like this alternate reality within the Star Wars world. So it's like... All these recognizable characters and, you know, the X-Wings and things like that. And it's like that, but it's – and things that happen, but they don't take place in the movie. And it's just super But I thought this category and... is best game theme, not best thematic game. So we're not talking about the implementation of the theme. Aren't we just talking about the theme? Yeah, but I would say the best game theme is that this, this is the first Star Wars game where I've actually felt – a light side versus dark side tension that was interesting and really so gave the, me the, the the movie theme. So we're saying the best theme is good versus evil sci-fi. That's the best we could come up with this year. Let's take Star Wars off of it. Good versus evil sci-fi. That's just boring to but me. But why take it off it? It's Star Wars. Like you don't need to take it off it. All right. I think I'm going to err on the side of Dan right now. So let's not let's not kick it off. How did you guys feel about some of the lesser known games like Agility or Papa Paolo? I feel like a game about delivering pizzas is pretty cool. No. Agreed. Dan it's, says no. It's not. That's the, unique. How it many is, but pizza the, delivery games are there? There's a few, but the theme doesn't I don't know. It's okay. There are more Star Wars games. Well, here, to go with Tiff's thought, That's, I say Star we get Wars rid isn't of my winner. Hogwarts Battle. What? Because it's just Harry Potter. It's a movie and, and a book series. Like, right. How is that? That's fine. I don't... I'm not gonna... I think that one is better Defenders than of Last Stand is Mad Max then, so take that one out too. There's no <laughs> originality saying, there. I'm not saying take it out because it's a movie. I'm saying take it out because sci-fi, in space, good versus evil... It's it's been done, and it's probably been done better. Dan, mm-hmm. how do you feel about the theme of opening card packs and building decks in a game? Millennium about? Blades has great theme. Yeah, I mean, if that's but is it one of the yeah. best of the year? Um, it, yeah, it's good. Yeah, it's good. I'm not gonna lie. I mean, if you're talking just strictly theme, I have some issues with some of the mechanical elements, but strictly theming. But then again, you could just say it's a game based on CCGs, and then there's CCGs. So I think that's pretty argument. I appreciate the meta of that one. I say yeah. Scythe, I think, is probably a pretty easy one to remove. Even though I love Scythe and I love how the theme is implemented, I would probably fight for, for the presentation of Scythe over the actual theme of it. Well, uh, I think the, the theme in theory is great, but the way it's executed in the game, it's yeah. pretty much nothing it, it doesn't sadly. really feel like it's there 
No. But which one are we talking about here? Because I guess I'm getting confused. We're are bouncing we talking around. about just all right. Because like in order to come to a consensus, I think we have to agree on what the criteria are. I think it's got to be implementation factors in. Like, what is the best theme? But the theme is brought out in the game, so you like that's how you experience the theme. So, what's the difference between this and best dressed, which is best overall presentation? Because that's how the game looks. This is just the presentation. That's a mix of art components. Yeah, yeah. That's more like the physicality. Yeah. Okay. I'm just going to come out and say, I think if I had to pick, and you guys are not going to let me pick Star Wars Rebellion, I would say Captain Sonar. I don't, I'm not opposed to Star Wars Rebellion. We haven't talked about Swing and Jive Cat Voodoo Lounge, which I think has a I unique really like theme. The theme. And yeah. I like the theme in that one. It's fine. Yeah. But if you strip it down, it's Boogie Nights. But it's got that, that <laughs> well. <I'm kidding. laughs> Do you understand what I'm saying as far as Star Wars? Like, you guys are the reason Rogue One happened. Dude, Rogue yes, One was great. One. No, it wasn't. Yes, it was. Get out of here. All right. I'm done with you, too. All right. I'm done with you. Ugh. It was terrible. I hated it. I think I that Swinging Jive Cat is comment. unique. I don't know that it's the best game theme. I like that it's, like, it's different. I'm, I have no problem with that one. I'm going to say, since we have not talked at all about agility, no. that we probably don't care. It's yeah, cute, but it's I not mean, best of the year. It's a cute theme. Yeah. Defenders of the Last Stand. Nope. Cool, mm, but not well, the best then of the year. If, you're, if we're taking that off, then we're taking Star Wars and Arkham off. I will concede Arkham. Because it is just Cthulhu. Oh, I it's... will not concede that Star Wars Rebellion is the best theme of the year. <laughs> Star Wars cannot be the best well, let's, theme. Let's look at a top three. Let's look at a top three. So we mm-hmm. don't have to fight it so much. Papa Palo, good theme. The person like who plays it. it says no, but I, like I really the like theme. pizza delivery. It's a, it's a good theme. I, I all right. Yeah. Well, that's the I'm having that's trouble. I'm got. having trouble separating like theme and the game itself. Like, yeah, it's tough. So. We're doing okay. What do you like about Captain Sonar, Dan? It's just a theme, like it's just a sub battle. There's actually no flair to it at all. Uh, no, but each role, like the theme of each role and the theme of like being on a sub and a team with like the hidden, inf- like, yeah. I mean, it, yeah. Like I said, I'm having trouble distinguishing like thematic game from theme. That's my that's my issue with this category. Side well, is coming I think sub battle is something that hasn't really happened before. Like there aren't too many games I, that I, have captured I, that theme. I would see. I would. I would argue side stays on because I think the like. I just, like I said before, I think the theme, it, the essence of the theme is awesome. Like the kind of. I agree with you. The mechs within an alternate reality. I think that's super cool. But again, if I'm going from where I can't separate my head from the game, like. <laughs> that theme right, came this... out zero in the, the game. Now I'm starting yeah. to tilt towards Tiff. I think the Star Wars might need to come off. That's right. Fine. I think Scythe is a, a more interesting theme than Star Wars Rebellion, but that might be Re- Star Wars Rebellion is probably the better game. Yeah, but, but we're, we're not talking that talking yet. about theme, yeah, we're talking. Yeah, Scythe that's fine. Good. I'm not, I'm not going to. I mean, when it comes down to it, this category means nothing to me. So I'm not going to argue <laughs> all that much. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I don't care what the theme is usually. So what's your pick, Dan? Well, give me give me which one you like here. Life, I'm not getting back. Of those? Mm. I'm going to say Millennium Blades. Tiff, which one do you like that's left? Well, you know I'd pick Defenders of the Last Stand. That's just Mad, Mad Max. Max. I love that theme. 
No, right. but it's it, okay. Yeah, but that's been done before. Like that's not unique in any way. Like post-apocalyptic driving around a desert. It's been done. What other game does Mad Max? What other board game does that? Mm, last year they had Saltlands. You had Salvation Road. You had Salvation there. Road was. Salvation yeah. Road's a good game. Have you played it? Your opinion. Yep. Okay. I think Hogwarts Battles comes off. Your blind love of Richard Launius is, is clouding your judgment. <laughs> I, I'm willing to sacrifice it, but you can't say, like, the, the whole argument that it's, well, it's just the, a post-apocalyptic desert, like... Well, you just argued you, with the space theme. Like, that's the same thing. There are way more space games than there are post-apocalyptic I think that shift is coming. Games. All right, here we go. Tiff, tell me what is it about Defenders of the Last Stand's theme that makes it the be- one of the best in the year? Ooh. What does it do that's that either done well or done differently? I'm trying to think about it. Because I don't like that it's called Defenders of the Last Stand. Oh, my God. Last Stand okay. is a place. <laughs> All right. I, I get that. I mean, it's got, like, different clans, like, theme gangs. Like, I love that little, like, 80s okay. theme gang yeah. kind of thing. It's got mutants. Yeah. You know? I, I can get behind it. I put it on here. There's I mean, bikes. I was... There's... I don't know there are just a lot of different things there's technology within that post-apocalyptic but if thing. We're gonna go like, i don't know if we're gonna go unique though but there was like four or five that i can think of off the top of my head post-apocalyptic desert games last year so that's where i'm saying no but but I, did this do it the best yeah that's what i'm yeah. saying I, there may be other post-apocalyptic games that's true but I think this is the most interesting of them. I'm willing to take it off the list. Do you think Do you think that Defenders of the Last Stand, the theme of Desert Wasteland Mad Max, is better than Scythe's robots? No. I don't know. Do you think that it's better than CCG, met, like the super meta experience of yes, Millennium definitely, yes. Do you think it's better than Swing and Drive Cat? Do you no. think it's better no. than Pizza Delivery in terms yes. of a theme? Yes. Do you think it's better than sub battles? Yes, definitely yes. Do you think it's better than wizards? Uh, yes, <laughs> obviously. <laughs> it sounds like we want to keep Scythe on here. I do. I want to keep Scythe. I think. I think that's what people were so attracted to was the was the, the interesting theme. theme. That's right. the only so, reason it sold. Like, I think that I'm, that I'm, all right. Yeah. So that's got a place on this list in the in the top three. How we feel about Swing and Jive Cat. Tiff, you think that Swing and Jive Cat is better than Defenders of the Last Stand. Dan, do you think that Swing and Jive Cat's up there? I think it's better than Defenders of the Last Stand, yes. Do you think it's better than Millennium Blades or Scythe? Here's my three. Scythe, Millennium Blades, Swing and Jive Cat. Okay. There you what go. What do you think, Tiff? <sighs> so that means that I Hogwarts Battle has to come off because you didn't even pick it and you're the one who put it on here. That's fine. Yeah, if I we're going with, with the whole movie skin can't do wizards thing, yeah, yeah. take it off. But it does capture harry potter pretty cool i'd say scythe jive cat papa palo i agree with that i don't know i the millennium blades is an interesting theme but i think delivering pizzas is more fun so captain sonar is out of here scythe and jive cat have a spot on here yes you guys have to decide so you're giving up defenders the last stand i'll give it up in favor of pizza I mean, no, not in favor of pizza, but I realize that no one's going to agree with me. I think pizza is more interesting. 
I think pizza is more unique and interesting, and that that kind of swings theme it. Theme gangs. If we had theme gangs delivering pizza, I could get into that. That would be cool. I am. I'm against right, offenders. Post apocalyptic pizza delivery service. That yes, would be cool. Thank you. Is that in Wasteland Express? Are they going to have pizza delivery in that? <laughs> no. Uh-oh. All right. You can take off Defenders of the Last Stand, but it is a good game. It is thematic. I'm with you. Awesome. So we okay. have Scythe, Millennium Blades, Swing and Jive Cat, Voodoo Lounge, and Papa Paolo as our four. Can we make Does a Dan cut here? vote on Papa Paolo carry more weight because he's actually played the game? Uh, I think it might. Do you think that the gameplay... Well, yeah. I mean, personally, I don't think gameplay really factors in because we're just talking about theme. Yeah. But... If you guys think that it should, it is the just Dan counts. No, no, no. It's it. I, it's not that it should. It's just in my head, it plays because I have played it. You know what I mean? Like you guys are kind of looking at it from a kind you of a, a neutral position. You can't take yourself away from it. I could. I like pizza delivery. If this is the list, Scythe wins. That's me. Okay. Do we think Scythe so wins? Let's take off Millennium Blades. <laughs> I'll, I'll concede Millennium Blades if Tiff conceded so can Defenders be... of Last Stand. That's Thank fine. Thank you. So I we think compromise. that our best game themes of the year are Scythe and the, its robots, Swing and Jive Cat Voodoo Lounge and its weird mystical hipsters, and uh, Papa Palo and its pizza delivery. And we're going to say that Scythe takes the cake? Probably. Probably for best theme? Pains I think me. so. It does pain me as well. I'd pick Swing and Jive Cat, but I know you guys won't go for it. I like swinging. I'm glad that it's on this list because I think that it I, deserves to be up here. I like swinging jive cat, but when I think theme, I think scythe just that generated the hype alone. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, yeah. Like pe- well, and and jive cat might go better in presentation. Like the components for that make a big difference. Yep. Yeah. So I'm sure okay, scythe, scythe will be down there too. All right. So scythe takes the cake as our best game theme of the year. Let's move on to our next category: most economic. This is our best valued game, so we can kind of talk about what we think would be value, but I'd assume it'd be some cost conversation in there, value of components and the number of stuff you get, and then I guess replayability, variability, all that kind of factors in. So our list is Arkham Horror LCG, Mechs versus Minions, The Networks, Imhotep, Apotheca, Nautilion, Ulm, 13 Days, The Cuban Missile Crisis, and Sushi Go Party. This is tough. This is a diverse list because we have cheap stuff like Sushi Go Party that gives you a lot for a little. And then you have more expensive like Mechs versus Minions, but you've got kind of $400 worth of stuff in that box. Yeah, you got a lot of stuff for 75 bucks. I think that while I think that Arkham Horror LCG is worth a lot, the it only becomes earns its value if you stick with it, I guess. So even though I like it and I put it on here, you've got to keep with it to get the most value out of it. So it's probably an easy elimination. Yep, take it off. All right, done. Arkham, gone. Rejoice. I would get rid of Imhotep. Yes, I would too. I like Imhotep. (laughs) I think you can tell by like my choices on that game that it's not up there for me. I, I don't know that it's so super replayable. And I don't remember how much it cost. It was 40 bucks retail. Yeah, I don't know. That doesn't feel valuable. It feels pretty standard, I guess. Yeah. All right. I can concede that. That's fair. 
especially because a game like Apotheca, which I think gives you production value, interesting gameplay, and a good price, you know, is around the same price. Apotheca has like three different modes of gameplay in one box that's not expensive. Yeah. I'm arguing for Sushi Go Party here because something i never is... thought i'd hear dan say. Well, that, that, i love sushi go right i think it's a great i think it does what it does great and what this does it just it adds to it without making it extremely complex it gives a, a nice bump to presentation and it's you can get it for like 14 or 15 bucks online like it's really yeah mm, 20 bucks I, i've seen it cheaper but yeah, I actually. I'm on Amazon. I actually just played it recently for the first time. I was like, I'm gonna add that. I, I liked that. Yeah. That that has a place. And the new stuff that they add, they added like new things, so you're not always using the same uh, little sushi things every time. There's like you choose seven in this now. There's a dessert. There's like there's all kinds of stuff you add in. Um, I like it. I think it should be up here. Yeah, I can I can go with that. So uh, I, I'm we- arguing for that one. What's up with Ulm? Because I have not played Ulm, so I don't know how much you're getting. I have not actually heard great so, things about it. So Ulm is a is a pretty solid 60-minute or less Euro. And what I loved about it is you can get it, again, online for like 22 bucks or something like that. And it, it gives you a, a deep enough experience in the Euro category um, for a very reasonable price. Um, it's nothing crazy, but it's, it's a good production it's like michael menzel art um so it's a very nice board and cards to look at um it's got a unique kind of action selection mechanic which i really enjoyed everything around the action selection is pretty kind of standard base euro stuff but for like 22 23 bucks online i think retail it's 35 or 40 like i thought it was good but i'm not i'm not fussed if this comes off i just thought it was worth adding to the discussion just because Guys, I think it... I have the winner, and I didn't put it on the list. It's the Castles of Burgundy card game. Mm, it's you thirteen that dollars. Yeah, it, I think so. It is, but if you go to the if silver, silver strategy, you win every time. <laughs> <laughs> it is a, it is a good value. I agree with that. Thirteen bucks. Thirteen bucks. It's pretty cheap, and it's pretty much Castles of Burgundy. Yes. Now I got thirteen days of Cuban Missile Crisis on kind of a deal from ultra pro at origin so i got it for like 20 bucks i think 25 bucks and it's definitely worth it there but that's not what it retails for yeah, i cross that one out because that's yeah. two player that's limited yeah i'm not paying 40 it's good bucks though for a it's, a game. Good... it's a great game yeah but it's one you need to buy on sale and i think unless you're an I... avid two player yeah yeah i put the networks on here because i think that you get decent value out of that but i don't know if it's extraordinary value how much did that one cost? Because now it's $500. What? I just looked it up on Amazon just to see what the price was, and it's it's out yeah, of print. So it's out of someone's print, trying yeah. to get rid of it for 500 bucks. Let's see what Cool Stuff had it on. They have it on pre-order. Oh, it's 50 bucks normally. They have it for 33 and a half. Nah, take it off. 50 bucks yeah. is standard, and it's it's a great game. Don't get me wrong, but there's nothing extraordinary from a value standpoint in my opinion all right and the one game we haven't talked about yet is nautillion which i think is the only one that one that i've played and nautillion kind of like those other oniverse games comes with all those expansions quote unquote Uh, so that's kind of where i was thinking for for value because you can play it one player two player it's got five modules that you can add in my issue is that the base module is so 
basic that they almost don't feel like expansions. They feel like parts of the game that should be included. So even though it feels like you're getting a lot, I think it's just like you don't have a complete game unless you play with a bunch see, of modules. See, for me, like value comes in the ability to play it with more than one person. Like, that's, and that's fair. Yeah, yeah. So I would argue against that one, but I, I see what you're saying. Do we like, I mean, it sounds like we've come up with a little bit of a list. I mean, do we like mechs versus minions? I feel like you get so much that, stuff. That has to be on there just for sheer it's production so quality. It's cheap when you get that giant-ass box. That, it's, yeah. that box is phenomenal. Like 14 you, pounds. That's, that had to be like $250 plus worth of stuff in that box. I mean, that would have easily been a Kickstarter game that would have been like 100 bucks with a gazillion stretch goals. Like, they... They, I feel like they could have gouged the market if they wanted to, and they didn't. They sold nope. it for what? Yeah, an amazing value. I, I feel like that's probably got to be up there. It sounds like Sushi Go Party is a pretty good pick. I mean, I'm not, I'm not fighting that at all from hearing about it. Uh, I don't know anything about the Castles of Burgundy card game in terms of I. It's cheap. Do you really get that good of a play experience out of it for thirteen bucks? Yeah. I mean, I've only played it twice. But it felt like Castles of Burgundy without yeah. the things of Castles of Burgundy that I don't like. So I feel like it's pretty good. It's how good. much is Castles of Burgundy normally? Thirteen bucks. No, the game. No, no, no oh. the regular Castles of Burgundy. You can get the full game for twenty-eight bucks. So it's it's half price for its portability. Yeah, yeah, you can take it anywhere. Would you fight for Castles of Burgundy card game or Apotheca, Tiff? Oh, I think I'd go for Apotheca, honestly. Yeah. Because it sounds like we're fighting for a, th- a third slot here, between I I'd pick Apotheca too, just for its its kind of its uniqueness in that it's not a reprisal of something else, just whittled down kind of thing. Yeah, right. If so that's just we, that's the sole thing. But Castle of Burgundy is, is a good game. Do we feel comfortable with Mex vs Minions, Apotheca, and Sushi Go Party? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Well, that was easy. What do we think is, takes the cake though here? Mm, that's a tough one. For me, it's between Sushi Go and Mechs versus Minions. It sounds and like Sushi Go's pretty good value. I, Mechs versus Minions is hard to deny, though. I think it's if it's going to come down to play style. Like if you have the ability in the group to play, like the the beauty of Sushi Go Party is it's so universal. Yeah. Um, that's my vote. Sushi Go Party. What do you think, yeah. Tiff? Out of the three, I'd probably pick Apotheca just because of all the different ways you can play the game and the replayability of it, but I I could go with Sushi Go Party. Yeah, and I know most fight for mechs versus minions, but <laughs> I would probably be comfortable going Sushi Go Party. It sounds like for the price, you're getting a lot of Sushi Go. Yeah, and I, I think mechs versus, for me, is a, is a very close second, only, like I said, based on it's kind of, I don't want to say limited audience because it doesn't have a limit. It actually has a broad audience, which we can talk about later. But I think as far as gamers, non-gamers, casual gamers, I think you're going to get more people possibly into the Sushi Go party. But okay. I could, uh, it's almost like the Castles of Burgundy argument in that case, though, because it's like a re-implementation slash addition to an existing game. So It is, but they added a lot. They did add a ton. Uh yeah, I'm just stick with it. All right, let's give it to Sushi Go Party. So most economic, best valued game of the year. We go with Sushi Go Party and very close runners up Apotheca and Mechs versus Minions. Our next category: biggest flirt, the most hype game. 
Which Dana, is there really any debate over this I, one? I think the, this three is going to be easy. I don't know. This list, I found more hyped games than I expected. So Scythe, Star Wars Rebellion, Terraforming Mars, Mechs vs. Minions, Conan, Seafall. I don't know why Imhotep is on here. Listen, <laughs> I added it just because everybody was like, oh, Imhotep, it's going to be the next, you know, Spiel des Jahres. Everybody's really excited about it, and then everybody played it. I guess it goes somewhere else, but I feel like it was I get it. Any, anything for a while. That, anything the line that hits for the Imhotep line. at Origins was... Yes. I feel like it's a weak link here, at least. It is. I just but, wanted to include it because yeah. it came to mind. That's Anything that hits Imhotep. the spiel list is hyped. Hyped, like, yeah, yeah. yes. That's, it makes sense. So, Dan, you said it'd be an easy three. What are you thinking? Um, Scythe, Seafall, Mechs versus Minions. What do you think, Tiff? Definite, definitely Scythe, definitely Seafall. Hmm. I feel like I so... Know. Conan, probably not so much, because I think the Conan hype came once Conan finally got delivered. My Conan hype was lost a year and a half ago. Yeah. All right. <laughs> let's, right. let's toss Conan. Yeah. Uh, Terraforming Mars will not leave yeah. me alone, though. It is everywhere. I feel like that's true. A lot of people have been talking about it. Mm. That, that would For be a my long third time. pick, I think. Yeah. Because Mechs versus Minions wasn't really on my radar as much as Terraforming Mars. Yeah, Maybe but, it's because I don't care about Mechs versus Minions. But Mechs versus but. Minions, I mean, we're talking about like 500,000 plus like uh, Twitch streams when it was announced. Like th that's a lot of people. That's a lot of hype. Like this came out of nowhere in this like amazingly produced marketing campaign that just simultaneously hit you over the head with it. And it was all people were talking about for, you know, weeks at a time. And then the pre-orders like sold out and broke. Like people still have paid for this game and it's not like they're waiting for their shipment to come because there was four or five rounds of ordering that all collapsed at the same time see for me terraforming mars while it was on like my anticipation list and that kind of thing like th the hype around that game didn't hit until like october november after its essen release like people were talking about it at gen yeah. con but i mean I it wasn't like, like it, a it wasn't a first hour sellout like seafall yeah. or okay. scythe things and like it that might convinced. be hyped now because it's out of print still yeah yeah I'm convinced we can go Scythe, Mechs versus Minions, and Seafall as the top three. We don't like Star Wars Rebellion. No one cares. No. No. I don't that was kind of like hype. last Gen Con's hype. Yeah. I, I, I discount anything FFG does, to be honest with you, as far as the hype is concerned, because it's just kind of all... I mean, I think same. that Rebellion is a fine game. I don't think it... It's a, no, it's a, it's a great game. Is it taking that away. So what do we think takes it? I mean, Scythe kind of broke the internet, but Mechs vs. Minions managed to do it as well, and Seafall has Seafall's been... has been on the top of our list yeah. for like three years. But Did you feel the hype in 2016, though? No. So I, I... Well, I felt it, and then it quickly went away. Because yeah. everyone was kind of like bad-mouthing it, and... I'm having fun with it, though, so I'm not gonna like... I don't, I don't know what those people are talking about, because I'm having fun with it, but... Maybe I'm just not being as critical as I should be. Yeah. Um, I think, I think, oh, God. I don't want Scythe to win two awards. I'm going Max versus Minions. Well, I mean, if Scythe, it's not like they're earning money or accolades. I don't know that this no. is an accolade that talks to how We've good it is. We've had whole episodes where we've talked about the hype around Scythe. I get it, but I think, I think if you take a step back from the board gaming sphere that we sit in, 
Mechs versus mm. minions hit on so many more levels in the video game industry, in just the general kind of public than Scythe, which is a very, I don't, it's not niche, you know what I mean? Like, but it's it's very much contained within our board gaming sphere. Where Mechs versus minions just that engine just steamrolled, you know, popular culture more so, in my opinion. Yeah, I mean, what they made. I mean, if to- we're talking mm. outside of board games, if that's the criteria, then yes, because. Well, I think, yeah, I I think you have to because it it just it crossed the lines. It's one of those games that board it gamers consumed board gaming yeah. and it went further. Yeah, right. It did what Scythe did plus. Yeah, and it had the backing of you know a giant video game company. You know what I mean? So they that marketing campaign they did was excellent. Like they they did what they did and they did it quickly. Yeah. Do we think? But uh, but we don't want to stray too far into like complimenting them for how they handled it. It, was it more hyped? Was it more exciting? Were more people talking about it? I think you have to compliment them because I think it was more hype. Like I yeah. said, you had Twitch streams for the announcement that were 500, 600,000 people. Like, that's yeah. insane. <laughs> like, um, and just the, the reach of the IP alone, I think, hyped it beyond what any board game could ever imagine at this point kind of thing. So we say mechs versus minions? Sure. That's my vote. With a very close scythe in second place and a seafall running out of steam in third. Yeah. As it manages to hang on. I think, yeah. I think what hurts seafall was the very limited Gen Con release. And from those copies, people weren't excited about it. And it just kind of, yeah. All right. Let's move along to our next category. Tiff, tell me what we're doing. Mm, We're talking about most likely to succeed. The game with the most staying power. So what's going to stick around after 2016, I guess? Hey, guys, little side note. I was voted most likely to succeed in high school. (laughs) (laughs) And here you are with your very own podcast. Here I am, finally, with adjusted volume. With the best sound quality. The best. All right, so our nominees are Star Wars Rebellion, Terraforming Mars, Arkham Horror LCG, Clask, New Bedford, Beyond Baker Street, Fuji Flush and Mechs versus Minions, the game that we will be playing in the future, has the most staying power. I would, I think I put Clask on here because it's got that, the general appeal, you can kind of break it out with anyone, it's quick, and it's almost got like that classic, it, it's not a chess game, but like it's a classic like crokinole dexterity kind of thing. It's like a table game. Yeah, yeah, where you can just, anybody can kind of have a Clask set. It's also in Target. So a lot of people will, will pick it up. I feel like you could keep it for a really well, long time. Well, and it's one of those that's not limited to just board gamers. People yeah. will see it on your table and be like, hey, what's this? And you teach them how to play. So I can see that. Yeah. I won't argue it. I'm tired of the game, but I'm, I won't argue it. Like I don't find it all that interesting anymore, but <laughs> it was cool when it came out. Yeah. I mean, it's not a strategic game. It's not a game that you develop it's it's a skill-based game so you just you know your play through it is based on how well you can hit the little ball and not attach your magnets to things so it's one of those games that's just kind of like always fun when you play it just it's like it reminds me of monster tort like yeah Yeah. (laughs) you're just it's just fun when you get it out and i could always play it i'll never say no to a game of clask what uh did you tiff did you put beyond baker street or was that dan I put Beyond Baker Street. Yeah. I just, as far as I'm concerned, I'm probably more likely to keep playing that game than a lot of the other 2016 games that I tried. I played it the most. Oh, that's fair. 
Do you like it? I, I don't know that we've talked a lot about that. Um, yeah, I love it. Yeah. I think it's great. I think it's, it's what, um, oh gosh, Hana- uh, Hanabi needed, really. Yeah. This, yeah. You know, some theme and some different things going on. It's a little bit more complicated. So, yeah, I like it a lot and it's quick and it's one that I fall back on nowadays. Like if mm-hmm. we have a little bit of time. So, Dan, even though you hate the game, can you manage to uh, give any concession to Fuji Flush? I don't hate the game. I just kind of flu- no, 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 no. I, I shouldn't just, have said that. Dan, does I not grew hate tired the game. of it. You're tired I, I of the game. It, <laughs> I played it so much, like over that short. It's kind of like what happened with um, cacao. 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 <laughs> yeah. I love cacao. I think cacao's a great game, cacao, but I just kind of right. got tired of it. Um, we played it at like every meal at Gen Con. Yeah, Fuji Flush, and like, yeah, it's a it's a fun little game. I just. Um, my issues are kind of like when it gets down to the end. It kind of gets yeah. kind of boring because it's like, oh, cool, let me just draw a card because I can't get rid of this one or two in my hand kind of thing. But yeah. I digress. Um, I think as far as... I put it as... on there just because it's easy to carry. And oh, yeah. It's one of those, you know, beer and pretzels kind of games that it's it's more classic, so it has a better chance of sticking around. No, yeah. and it's, it's, it's got a casual audience. Like, I would stick this in, like, my... my um, my little card carrier if i ever get around to picking it up mm-hmm. it's kind of like a pairs for me something i could pull out with my friends like exactly. while we're drinking i have no issue with it yeah I, I could see it making the list not my pick but i could see it making the list but Anything again like, like your pick okay no i was gonna say like you tiff i think i'm gonna kind of use this one in like my like what i would play more kind of thing i think that's a good lens yeah. i would look through um if i had to pick from this list Arkham Horror LCG, Terraforming Mars, and Mechs versus Minions. I think I would probably vote for Arkham Horror as well, uh, just because. I it's, would vote for that. Yeah. It's an LCG. Yeah, it's so it's, it's going to be has supported. Built-in staying power. Yeah. Yep. And it's good. I think that's it's a quality enough that it should probably carry forward. Any any quick subtractions from this list any easy ones to get rid of you can take off new bedford i just added it because it's kind of like one of it's another one that in my mind i think is kind of a classic game that i'll keep playing but probably not for maybe most people i've played it more than a lot of the it's another one that i just looked at how much i've actually played it if i play a game more than once it has staying power yeah yeah no it's (laughs) a good game yeah i mean Um, definitely a solid game i think star wars rebellion is kind of an asterisk like I don't know how much they can support that game, but I think, I mean, it's highly ranked. It's like number six or something now on the BGG list. Like it's ridiculously yeah, high, five. but it's one of those games that it takes too long. Like it's like I've like you got to be in the mood to play that one. I think it'll stick People around. People will never stop loving Star Wars. Yeah, I think it'll I stick think... around. Do you think that it could be that two-player Twilight Imperium kind of thing where it you don't play it often, but every now and you know a couple times a year you break this out and it's a big mon- monumental thing. But, yeah, but I don't want a two-player Twilight Imperium. I want a Twilight Imperium. You know what I mean? Like, if I'm well, gonna... I I get that, but do you think that this could have the longevity that Twilight Imperium has? Like people, people have that. They keep it in their collections, even if they only play it like once a year. I think, like Tiff said, like I think the Star Wars alone keeps it chugging. I think it has more of a chance than something like Forbidden Stars. Yeah. Well, now that that's discontinued. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, but I, I, you don't, you don't hear anyone talking about that game anymore. So, yeah, it's still good though. I have it. It's great. I think Terraforming Mars is a good one, just because you have to play it more than once in order to really 
it's going to be expanded too like the like we said in the last episode like four expansions over the next two years are going to keep it in the front of your mind now that people are still talking about it i mean i know it's out of print or whatever but yeah yeah people seem to like it a lot the reprint is coming soon uh do you think that mechs vs minions i mean it's got 10 sessions in it but given the i know that it grows over time but given the repetitive nature of that programming do you think that that you're going to burn out on it at some point well rumor has it that it's going to be supported and expanded so yes i i Mm -hmm. i could see the base game yeah because the base game is actually kind of campaign based too so i know a lot of people just kind of run through a campaign and they're like oh that's cool but i think with two games on here that we know are going to be supported i don't know if if it's still rumored do we think that the current state of mechs vs minions stands up to terraforming mars which has things on the way and arkham that has things on the way again it it, for me it comes down to the the broad base that that game has the appeal for um but again that's it's it's so it's so unique it's hard to kind of it's almost apples and oranges in a way because that game Mm -hmm. appeals to such a large league of legends fan base yeah um yeah but i wonder if it'll stay around because the people who that appeals to might try it and be like oh i don't like board games (laughs) You know what I mean? <laughs> I'm going to go back and play League of Legends. They could. Right. Well, I, yeah. I dropped Rebellion off the list because I don't think that it stacks up to some of these other ones. Do we think that Fuji Flush can stand up to any of these other guys? Probably not. I mean, I, or I mean, would just the well, classicness. Yeah. I would pick Clask over Fuji Flush. I probably would too. It's it's tough because a lot of, like these games are all like different. In they like are. audience, yeah. in length, in complexity, and it's for me, it's tough to pick which one's gonna have the most. Dang I guess it's power. like try to think. I'm gonna pick let's try to think to gameplay. Let's see, like what gameplay do we think can hold up? Um, I think Clask always holds up. Uh, yeah, if you're into the toy factor, yeah. I think everybody is all like most people are into the toy factor, and because it has appeal beyond just board gamers. Do we think Baker Street stay. holds up? No. No. I no. don't. I put it on, so you can just go ahead and take that off. I just know that I will be playing that yeah. more. I yeah. And I know, too, like, I go to some some game groups, and they're still playing Hanabi, and they'd rather play Hanabi. So, mm-hmm. like, I don't I don't think it's overtaken that for those people that are hardcore Hanabi. Well, those people are crazy, but, yeah, okay. <laughs> well, so we have Terraforming Mars, for. Arkham Horror, Clask, Fuji Flush, Mechs vs. Minions. Can I we think get it for to sure? Arkham Horror, right? Like for sure, that one stays. I think it's going to stay until they discontinue it, like all I, their other it's, LCGs. It's going to die for sure. But the cool thing about <laughs> it in particular, compared to the other LCGs, is that you can still play it because it's cooperative. I don't think it's going to die anytime soon because no. it's it's Arkham, and it's an LCG, and they'll support right. it until they can't support it any longer. I mean, look at Lord of the Rings; they've done really well supporting that for mm-hmm. many many years. Yeah. The question is, are they going to win over those Lord of the Rings fans into Arkham and vice versa? You know what I mean? Like, see that's the tough thing with these LCGs. You got to like, yeah, you got to appeal to different bases, and you don't want to cannibalize each other, kind of thing. So, I've never understood why they always supported like six LCGs. Like, focus on like two or three and be done with it. But yeah, maybe they're now just realizing that. Yeah, but the people that are attracted to Lord of the Rings aren't going to be attracted to Arkham just as a theme. Possibly. Yeah, 
I, I don't know. I'm not. I mean, I would be, but I, I think that that's a very, those are very different. I don't think Fuji Flush holds up. Okay. I think that, I do think that it's got like classic card game staying power potential, but like Dan said, I think that there is a fundamental flaw in how that game ends each round. And I Agreed. think that that holds it back because it just doesn't have the f- the full package of like classic card game kind of thing. No, I'd rather play hearts. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, there's, there's games that do it better. So terraforming Mars, Arkham Horror, Clask, Mechs versus Minions. Do we go with the games that are going to be expanded or do we include our classic table game? I don't know. I, I mean, I guess uh, if you guys think a classic table game is going to stick around, I I don't view classic in that light. Like I've I've never seen anyone outside of Matt playing that game. <laughs> <laughs> like it's just it's just the reality. Like I've never seen anyone play or own it outside of Matt. Well, and that's uh, fair. I I own it. Yeah. I have it. It's on my like table that as you walk into my house, it's there, and yeah. everybody that ever comes into my house is like, "Ooh, what's this?" And we play it. And keep it set up like a chess set kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. That's kind of how I, I view it. I but... actually took down my uh, uh, Crossmaster board. Oh, yeah? And put that in its place. What? My brother bought it. My brother bought it, and he's not a board gamer. He bought it at Target. I know, but you took down a Crossmaster arena set? I did. Oh, man. Those are I so play cute Clask to look at. a lot more often. Yeah, they're <laughs> know, cute. But they're but so much better they're looking. They're getting dusty. Clask is such know, an ugly no looking thing. That. It's just like, ugh. No, it's got that sleek uh, I think it uh, looks fine. European it's, design. Yeah, it's got those right. it's like stupid Ikea. little plastic bits. and ugh. Well, it's well, we also you don't like it, $30 at Target. That's fine. It can stay on the list. I'm not voting I, for it. I say it stays. So what would we cut if it stays? I don't know. I think the Mechs vs. Minions goes, but I don't... I do, too. I don't actually have any loyalty to Terraforming Mars. I don't know. I just know that people really seem to like that game. It's got the unique variability in the cards, and it's got expansions coming. But Dan's right. I mean, Mechs vs. Minions has the player base that would technically carry it forward, potentially. Potentially, I think, is the key word there. Like, I don't know if people who love league of legends keep playing the board game version you know what i mean yeah mm, i don't know if you've seen the board game it's pretty impressive just on that alone it, i think people would be like, no it's very pretty impressive. <laughs> pretty I've, I've i've looked at it it's impressive it's pretty but i don't know if that's enough for non-board gamers to keep playing it for years whereas i feel like arkham horror will definitely keep going for years terraforming mars i don't know those two are kind of the yeah i think it's gotta question. be one of those two I, I agree it's one of those two. Dan is softening me on Clask, but I think I'm going to hold firm. I'm I'm okay. Dan My choice doesn't is, like it. No, I, it's fine. It just gets old. <laughs> it gets boring after a while. Like It's like, oh, that was fun. Let's do it again. Nah, I'm done. Let's play something better. My choice would be between Arkham and Terraforming Mars. To cut? If, no, no, no. Cut? No, those to win. Oh, I'm, okay. I'm oh. not even thinking about Clask and Mechs vs. Minions anymore. So I'll let you two decide. <laughs> your choices but i think we both think mechs versus minions needs to go or we're I, leaning that way that's what i would lean i mean i i think that it's easily on this top four list like i'm not saying it doesn't have staying power but most likely that's fine you know, i agree until four. there is some some hard evidence that they are going to further support it it's just uh it's a yeah I it's agree. got an end to it you know yeah yes i'm, I'm fine right. with that what do we think wins arkham horror i agree probably 
Probably, yeah. I All think right. it's getting a lot of buzz here at the end of the year, and it's going to pick up steam. So yeah. All right. So most li- likely to succeed, the games that we feel have the most staying power are Terraforming Mars, Arkham Horror, LCG, and Clask, which with Arkham Horror taking the cake. Mmm, cake. The cake is a lie, Dan. The cake is a lie. I know. Love some cake right now. All right. So. Our next and final category for today's episode will be Best Dressed. This is the best overall presentation, and that is considering the art, the components, the design, the quality, uh, everything that kind of goes into the aesthetic value of the game. And we have, this is going to be a tough one, I think, for us. We have Scythe, Star Wars Rebellion, Mechs vs. Minions, Santorini, Inish, The Vinyos Deluxe Edition, Kanagawa, Lotus, Dreamwell, Swing and Jive Cat, Voodoo Lounge, Oceanos, and Conan. See, this one's so tough because, like, you have to have a good presentation now. And there's so many games that have a good presentation that are crappy games, but they know, like, it doesn't look good. People aren't even going to pay attention to it. So this yeah. thing is going to grow and grow, right. I think. No, there are long a lot gone, of good-looking games. Long gone are the stoic men of the covers of Euro games. <laughs> Yes. I mean, well, well they no. exist. If you look at, like, no. Vinius Deluxe, they have stoic people, but they're so stylized yeah. and the art so interesting. Or Great Western Trail, where those three dudes just gaze oh, deeply into your soul. Goodness, like, those guys. <laughs> what does that cowboy want with me? I don't know. <laughs> I wish I could quit Dude, dude, you. dude. I'm not a cow. Don't milk me. <laughs> <laughs> that train conductor oh. looks so angry at me. I just, anyway, uh, that, that game, unfortunately, did not make the list. So... What do we? That's like? a good what presentation, though. It it does, but I think I don't think that it. No, it's not. It's not wowing. Yeah, but it's a very. You solid... know something I was thinking about with this category. Does this mean that like a card game can't win? Like Lotus has beautiful art, but if we're, if we're talking about overall presentation, do do there have to be different kinds of components no. involved? I, I think, I think so. like I think Lotus could win on the sheer fact of the way they utilize the cards. Like those kind yeah. of flower blossom yeah. things was that was beautiful. Like that looked awesome on the table. That was the whole reason I bought it. Like and right. I think that served its purpose right there. So I don't, think it's, I, put, I don't think it's ruling out a card game, but I do think a card game's harder to win. Yeah. And not because it has less. I mean, it, it maybe because it does have less. I don't know. Kanagawa was... I put it up there because it's got that nice little bamboo board. The cards are really nice. The art's beautiful. It's got the nice little pieces. So, and that, you know, that's a card game with a little bit extra. Like if so, Lotus came with like a grass playing mat, it would have made it even better. <laughs> that's but true. It still holds its own. When they released the deluxe edition... It'll have yeah. that. Don't worry. Yeah. Can't wait. It'll be real grass. So the the first thing to kind of throw out here. So I think Conan has a really nice presentation. It's got some controversy around it, and it's got the issue with the differences in what people got. So it is a Kickstarter game. So I think do we just go with the base the base game here? Do we not consider the Kickstarter version because that got a lot of extra things? Has it hit retail? It ha- yeah, it has. Okay. And the first set of expansions are out, like the first mm-hmm. people. Uh, but yeah. it, you know, I got that second box full of stuff, and I have like chest minis to put for my gold chests and things like that. You know, I got all that extra stuff, which I, I don't think, think that factors to. in. I think you have to, though. I mean, that is what probably most of the people right now are playing with. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I think, I think it, it, 
is part of the production. I think you can't. I'm actually not a big fan it. of the graphic design of Conan. Like I think that the player boards are kind of they're yeah, not I ugly, agree. but I think they're they're kind of boring. Uh, I think the maps are probably one of the, the maps and the minis are probably the best part of that. Uh, those beautiful monster minis, and then those maps are really well uh, illustrated. Mm-hmm. I agree, but it does have some weakness. Uh, Oceanos is. You know, we're not looking at gameplay, so ignore the fact that it's kind of boring. I think that it's a beautiful little bubbly game. Not to be, not to make uh, a that game pun. is super cute. Yeah, right. I think. I mean, there's a lot of argument to say that it was overproduced because they knew the the gameplay maybe wasn't as yeah engaging. I I it, but it looks great on the table, and it's got yeah. a lot of cool pieces. Yeah, I'm starting to think yellow is not. A company that is going to appeal to any of us going forward i think that game was fine if you're looking at it through the audience it probably was intended for which probably wasn't us but i completely agree it's super overproduced <laughs> but you know what actually dan i think that in about three or four years i think you are going to be playing a whole bunch of those games because they're good enough where if tristan wants to play a game like oceanos would be a fun game to play with him yeah because he would be so super appealed or there would be super appeal based on just the look of it. He would love yeah. like the little character, and it would be fun enough and, for you, you know. Yeah, and I could I could stomach it. Yeah, yeah, I agree. So, uh, yeah, I think the look, the look there. I don't I don't know. I don't see a lot of weak links in this list. Honestly, <laughs> I don't I don't know where to make a cut. It's a tough list. Um, I think that Star I think Wars Dreamwell. Rebellion. I think Dreamwell has to go because yeah. I hate cardboard I standees. Too. Agreed. That, that is when true. I look at that, that just turns me off instantly. It's such a wonky th- game, though. And and the cardboard standees actually impede the information on the the tiles too. So it's like yeah, that could yeah. Plus the game's not very good. Not part of the category, Dean. Not part of the category. I, I, I know, but subliminally, three. strike three done. Okay. <laughs> well, I think for this category i'm thinking about it as far as like if i saw this on a table would i want to buy it based on its appearance like knowing nothing about the game if i walked past it in a game store what would i buy and which one of these would you leave set up on your crossmaster table tiff swinging jive cat yeah easy that's an easy one for me love those monkeys I don't think I've ever been playing this game where someone didn't walk past and go, oh, what is yeah, this? Yeah, it's vibrant. It's they, vibrant. It's yeah. got the little martini glasses, little hanging monkeys, the clear chips. Like, it just, it looks I intriguing. know it's part of the game, but that game is super busy. It's busy, yeah. It's like you flip the contract card or whatever you want to call it, and you're like, okay, where are these four people? Because yeah. I need to search this whole board. I don't know... I, I get that's kind of thing because it's a it's a hip club and you've got a lots lots of people milling about. Right, but it's that's part of the aesthetic tough. and yeah, and I, I just the uh, the the cards in it have actual drink recipes. That's, that's kind of cool. That's part of it. All right, so yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna proposition that we eliminate scythe because those miniatures oh my, were poor. But the oh the art. The art, Dan. The, the art was beautiful. I bought the but art. But you don't book. see the art. That's the thing. Where's you my don't art book, see it. Uh, it's going to be coming to you when Kyle gets his Pathfinder Adventure card game. <laughs> okay. <laughs> that I'm sending to him. I need to find a box that's big enough for it. Yeah. But anywho, so yeah, he's going to have it. You need to. Ask I'm him also going to proposition to take. I mean, Rebellion has great presence, 
but there's nothing unique about Star Wars art. You know what I mean? Like, it's just... It is at least the illustrated stuff, which is nice, yes, but it is but it's, it's on the, all their Star Wars products. Yeah, it's there's nothing for me. And I, I, I'm trying to find a way to kind of, like, differentiate these things. And I'm thinking, yeah, like, Star fair. Wars has I a... I would vote for Conan over both Scythe and Star Wars Rebellion. I would, I would vote I would for Scythe too. over Conan, but... No, I would go Conan. Oh, the art is so darn but, good. But the package for for Conan, is, those miniatures are fantastic. I did also get the super scythe version. The so. boards are cool and different. Scythe just yeah. has the one static board that, well. It's true. The resources inside, if you got that. Now, that's something we have to, like, are we talking? Yeah, I don't know if you can factor that in. Yeah. In that, in that case, I mean. That's true. That's fair. So for Conan, all the stretch goals and stuff, all the stuff we talked about before, the treasure chests, all that, was built into the Kickstarter. Scythe, you had to actually back at the higher priced That's thing true. to get yeah. the extra resources. And the retail copies don't have that, I don't Do not believe. have them. They have nice wooden resources, which we can comment on. Yes, but I'm with Tiff. I think, I think the fact that Conan has multiple boards, has multiple characters, has phenomenal miniatures... Uh, it hurts. Yeah, I'm. I'm that just. Hurts. I'm just agreeing with Tiff on this one. But I, can we agree? Star Wars Rebellion, proud. Like, yeah, it's there's nothing. Not, there's nothing yeah. new and interesting there. Like, it's. It's cool looking. It gets a bit cluttered in areas of the board, but it does. It has a presence. But I think if we're trying to like really thin things out, I think that's the first. It's one I easily, drop. I think, the best presented Star Wars game. I would say X-wing is, but well, or, all right, I'd say X-wing or, like Armada. I or Armada. Yeah. All right, it's got to go. Yeah, I'm surprised it went so quick. Plus, there's st- and there's standees in that game too, or just tokens, or there are yeah. standees in that game. Yeah, done. <laughs> They're nice. How do you guys feel about uh, Inish? Do you like I, the art style? Because if you don't like the art style, then the art style is very kind of done. Uh, to be honest, I haven't really. I mean, I've seen it laid out on a table like demo wise, but yeah. I've never sat down and truly like examined it. Um. I like the I way really the board like it. comes it's got... together. It's neat. It's different. Yeah. Um, the cards are nice and chunky. The little mini- the weakest I don't... point of the game are the the minis. I think that they're just kind of stock board game yeah, minis. I don't, I don't think there's enough in it outside of the artwork, and that's very polarizing. It's kind of well, yeah. I mean, the art is nice. I like the big tarot size cards that showcases it, and I like the way that the board comes together. It's it's not the standard hex based modular board it kind of fits together in a unique more organic way mm-hmm. so i think that that's I could just cool see myself walking past this game i, I don't know. Yeah. i agree i agree it's I it's a good looking game but we're kind of we're you know we're it's interesting and but i could easily walk past it whereas like santorini i would go ooh. yeah agree you know what i mean yeah, I, could... I think that inish is better than like oceanos but yeah i agree it's probably not top three. We I, could get rid of Oceanos. I'd be fine with that. I just wanted to mention it. I think Oceanos carries a, a. If you're not aware of the, you know what I mean. Like, I think it carries if more. If you're not presence. aware of the gameplay, yeah. I think it carries more presence than Inish. I think that because the theme subs. is more appealing. It's well, the thing is, it's more discernible, like with a quick glance kind of thing. Yeah. Whereas, look right. at Inish. You actually have to probably sit down and kind of like look at it talk through it what is this i'm looking at oceanus is like oh cool they're they're exploring the depths of the sea there's upgradable submarines like that just boom hits you all right away it goes 
I don't oh, know where work, Kanagawa Tiff. holds up. Kanagawa, it, it just relies heavily on the, the card art, and it's repetitive. Like the it art. is. Um, I like the little paintbrushes. Those are cute. They're and the bamboo mat's a nice touch. Um, I think I th- it's got a good presentation. Yeah, I agree with that. But <laughs> it also it has a good presentation. Gameplay also like limits that presentation too because you're tucking cards. It's true. <laughs> oh my goodness. And that is the most annoying thing about the game. Also, Matt, we've been playing it wrong, but I'll talk about that later. <laughs> I think um, I think I know. Yes, it's my biggest complaint. Remember, like throughout yep. every play, yep. and I think that's what we've been doing wrong. But it was anyways. that one time we, yeah. Anyway, yeah. So, um, sense. <laughs> yeah, no, it's fair. It's it's a fine game, but God, I hate tucking those cards. Like that, I despise that about that game. It annoys me beyond belief. It's just so fidgety. Do we consider that part of the presentation, or do we consider that part of the mechanisms? I consider that part of the presentation, but it... It affects the presentation. Yes, the mechanism itself affects the presentation, which but annoys me. It is very cool that those cards are double-sided, and you can flip them, like, and tuck them. Yeah. That, that's a neat part of how they design the presentation. Yes, and it's got... Yeah, the balance and the decision is cool. Um, I'm picking... Well, if I'm going to go between the card, I'm going Lotus over Kanagawa. I agree, because the gameplay okay. actually improves the presentation of that game. And there's okay. tiny little butterflies Buffalo. and sex toy caterpillars. <laughs> sex toy caterpillars? I didn't know about those. Trust me, look at the caterpillar meeple in Trust Lotus. Him. Yeah. It looks... Uh, <laughs> I got nothing. I mm, I still say Scythe over Conan. All right, so mm. we... I'm, I don't know. All right, well, I'm, here, we, we mentioned it, but we didn't talk about it. Santorini, do, like, do we like Santorini? Santorini stays yes. on the list for sure. I think that's got to be up there. That thing catches your eye immediately. And the art and the, yeah, I think that it's all well done. I like playing as tiny little baby gods. I just sold mine. I was kind of sad about Did it, you? but everyone owns it. Everyone I know owns it, so it's like, it's a two-player game. I own it. Yeah, Matt owns it. Uh, Dan Licata owns it. Like, I'm not going to play this at my house. You know what I mean? Like, so... It doesn't need to be in there. Um, I was sad about it, though, because I... You should have let me keep your book jacket, then. I don't own it, but I'm really tempted by it. For the price I sold it at, I had to put it at New and Shrink. Oh, that's fair. All right, so we like Santorini. Do we like Vinyos Deluxe? I feel like that's probably a weaker link than Scythe or Conan. To be honest, I think that's kind of like Inish. It's a very polarizing art style. I I know Smee, for instance, who's played both, has he likes the old version better. Um, he said yeah. it's it's war I, and this is where i agree with him i think it's it's a warmer presentation the old version this new one is very sterile um while i think it's a it's a very beautiful style yeah i i don't think it fits the theme very well i think when i think wine i want rich browns and reds and yellows and you know the you know fall and this grape. is like pastel blue yeah this one's and... yeah this one looks like i said it's a, it's a very nice style but i don't like it for this game um okay so that's my opinion, having yeah. seen both. And it probably falls below some of these. So here's what we come down to. We got Scythe, Mechs versus Minions, Santorini, Lotus, Swing and Jive Cat, Oceanos, Conan. Shit. We're going to be here all day. This <laughs> is tough. So let's... Uh, I don't know. Should Scythe and Conan both come off? I mean, do we think that these other games are above them? Mm. I think we're saying... Are we saying Santorini's top three? I think I think Santorini's top okay. three for sure. I think Scythe comes off before Conan. 
I, I still stick but by it doesn't the, matter if they both come off is i guess what i'm saying i i don't know do they cancel each other out i mean i'm not married to either of these i i, don't I feel know. like mechs vs. Like minions has to stay to yeah mechs because that is the insert alone i just like <laughs> i rolled in it it was amazing yeah the I, way that thing is stored and kept and presented and all the individual files and the mini oh my goodness i think that's my winner but i'm it probably has to be, but um, it I feel is, like those two. I think we're picking a third here. I agree. Swing and Jive Cat should stay on there. Um, does Jive, so if does Jive Cat beat wow. Oceanos? Yes. 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 Does Jive Cat beat Lotus? Yes. Yes. Does Jive Cat beat Scythe? Mm. Yes. For me. Does Jive yes. Cat beat Conan? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> that one i feel like has to be there. i'm gonna be i'm know. gonna be objective because tiff loves jive cat so she i does. can see I do. <laughs> she does uh, i do mm, jive cat over cone or side i think i think scythe has to go I think, I think scythe has to go just because there's two versions of it and i don't think it's fair that some people have the better one and other people's don't. You know what I mean? Like when if we're gonna do comparisons here, and, yeah, and yeah, yeah, we're I, nitpicking. I mean, I that we're nitpicking here because the is, version that I am in love with is the the good version. Yes, the big and, fancy version. And for some people, maybe they can't afford that, or they can't get their hands on it, or you know, there's a lot of reasons. I think that as an overall package, you have to upgrade. Kind of, you know what I mean? I don't think so. That's, Jive Cat or Conan? I say Conan. Oh wow! Okay. That's, I don't know. Geez, that's I just tough. think the the presentation I, of Jive Cat is so unique and so different from anything else. Whereas Conan is just a miniatures game with modular boards. It's true. That's 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 a fair point. And Jive but Cat man did a lot of love going like to Conan monkeys. though. Those hanging monkeys. I mean, it's top four. It's okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I'm giving it credit. All right, I agree. I think <laughs> I think I will eliminate. We already have one miniatures based mini, game giant minis game and to be honest it's not going to affect my final choice so no so conan, we drop conan, conan, can conan is a close fourth conan can go and we'll do it on the the basis that there's naked people i mean that and we didn't even mention that like it conan is offensive to some people yes <laughs> yeah um we won't go into that right here and now um but Yes, but there is a there's a there is a there is a it. pocket of controversy surrounding Conan. Yeah, based on its presentation. Yes, so yes, so I'm okay eliminating it on that basis. And from these three, Max versus Minions is my winner. I, I think it's gotta be Max versus Minions. I just haven't seen enough of it because oh I, I have no interest in it whatsoever. I wish I could show so, it to you. So whatever. it comes with four I've prepainted minis. I get All the it. little I've minis seen are it. no, no, no. I don't need to hear it. It's fine. I'm not gonna win this one, but uh, I don't care about Max versus Minions. I just want that on the record. I don't. I, I didn't say I care. I've been watching a lot of congressional hearings, <laughs> so I just want it on the record that I wouldn't pick it, but it. I feel like it has to be picked. Uh, yeah. All right. It really is a pretty game. It's yeah, like you said, the insert, every bit of the presentation from the box into the contents is just ridiculous. If like it's insane. if Santorini had a better way to store itself, it yeah. would <laughs> definitely rival. But the fact that I have to pull out plastic bags versus pulling out custom plastic molds yeah. for every piece of that, oh my goodness! Yeah, it's insane. So, Mex vs Minions, Santorini, Swing and Jive Cat Voodoo Lounge, a fantastic list in a very tough category, and Mex vs Minions. 
takes the cake because they just they thought of everything in that presentation. All right. So that is the first five categories of our best of 2016, our uh, 2016 nonsensical yearbook. Let's do a quick recap of what we've gone through. We had best personality, scythe taking the cake over swing and jive cat and Papa Palo. We had most economic, the best value. Sushi Go Party takes the cake over Apotheca and Mechs vs. Minions. The most hyped game, Mechs vs. Minions, takes the cake over Scythe and Seafall. Most staying power is Arkham Horror LCG with Terraforming Mars and Clask nearby. And the best overall presentation is Mechs vs. Minions over top Santorini and Swing and Jive Cat Voodoo Lounge. Mechs vs. Minions is apparently a popular game with us in these categories. With you guys. For the record, <laughs> I think it's with a lot of people. I don't think it's just us. I mean, I think that it's fair. It's it's earned its share here. It's only two categories, but it's it's been around. So we have five more categories that we will continue on with in our part two. The two Go categories ahead. that it won, I mean, are pretty much linked. I think you could say that because of its amazing presentation, that helped its hype, kind of thing. Yeah, like for think, sure. So if if it's going to win two categories, like linking those two, like that would be the same if like Scythe would, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. So we have five more categories that we will dive into for our part two of the Nonsensical Yearbook on our next episode. Feel free to join us for that. In case you want to reach out to us and talk to us about our picks or some thoughts of your own, you can do so on facebook.com slash the League of Nonsensical Gamers. Shoot us an email at podcast at nonsensicalgamers.com. Head on over to guild.nonsensicalgamers.com to get a BGG Guild micro badge. Check us out on Instagram at nonsensicalgamers or me at cinnamonbuns. If you enjoy the content, if you like what we're doing here, iTunes reviews are a great way to provide us feedback. Thank you again to our sponsor, Tasty Minstrel Games. You can check them out at playtmg.com. And if you want to talk to us directly, you can do so on Twitter. Tiffany B., if they want to talk to you about why Mechs vs. Minions isn't that great, how do they do that? Well, they could also talk to me about my purge list of games that I'm trying to get Oh, that's more important. If they want to talk to you, 66 games, right? Yeah, something like that. So if they want to find that, where do they reach out to you? I am at IneptGamer. And Dan, if they want to talk to you about how sweet your levels are this episode, how do they do that? Well, let's listen to the recording first. But um, (laughs) at League Nonsense or at Scandalous underscore Nat. I've kind of taken a little small hiatus from Twitter, but I'm going to get back into it now that things are dying down at work and I can doodle on it more. Cool. You can find me at Cinnamon Buns, spelled phonetically. Be sure to join us next week for our part two of the Nonsensical Yearbook. So we'll skip a news, everybody. We will see you then. Say goodbye. Toodles. Bye. Bye. Bye.